0: Welcome to the Mentor Project Podcast, a place where you will learn, discover new ideas, be entertained, inspired, and even mentored. Our shows explore a wide range of subjects, including science, technology, business, society and culture, art and entertainment, and life. If you would like to learn more about the Mentor Project, please go to www.mentorproject.org. We hope you'll enjoy the show.
1: Hey, Marco!
2: Susan, I'm good. How are you?
1: Okay, this is our second taping. I did hear the first one. Very exciting. And um, this is great. Today we have on the winner of the hackathon, information about the hackathon. I'm very excited to record this today.
2: Absolutely. And uh, the the first question, I know already what it's going to be, because it's going to be, what's a hackathon?
1: Yeah, you know, and when I was thinking about today's guest, I was thinking through the perspective of my adolescent self and was thinking, what would it have been like to have the opportunity that the kids today in the hackathon had, uh, and what would I have done? And so that's what I was thinking about in in thinking about today's recording. And the audience will, will, will hear why I'm thinking about that.
2: I, I'm curious because, you know, I, I always want to hear your perspective and uh, and I want to hear our guest's perspective on everything, but I, I'm with you. I mean, sometimes I look back at when I was a, a teenager or a kid and I'm like, I, I there wasn't this kind of opportunities, at least not for me. I mean, not that I grew up in a place that there are not opportunity, but technology is just bringing everybody together, people from different parts of the world that can interact, know each other. And I know that because we have done a few episodes before the Hackathon, that's one of the main uh, intention that this person, that is Javier, is uh, bringing to the table. It's his mission, his vision, his passion. And he's one of the mentor on the mentor project. So
1: I know. And we're going to hear like, I'm thinking, imagine like when I was a teenager to have a group of people that gave me the opportunity with experts in the field and to be able to just pick a problem to solve. I mean, that's just amazing. So I'm really looking forward to hearing from Sam and his experience because he is a youth. Um, So I'm excited. Are we ready? To, should we bring
2: them on? Let's sure. click that button and uh, right. here we are. Here's Javier and here's Sam. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you? Hi. Good. Hi.
1: Very Welcome. good. Yeah. Susan,
2: you you do the honor, please. Okay, well,
1: thank you so much, Javier and Sam, for being here. And I think what I, you know, Javier, I've known you for a couple of years, and uh, you've been involved in several of the hackathons. And so I'm going to give you the opportunity to just do a little bit of introduction about yourself and as well as introduce Sam. Uh, This is the first time I'm meeting Sam, and I'm really excited to hear about his experience with the hackathon so Javier tell us a little bit about first how you got involved with the mentor project and this uh, thing called the hackathon that you've been doing now for a couple of years
4: yes thank you very much Susan and Marco yes the hackathon is we're running like uh, this is is the third event next year is going to be the fourth year that we're going to run the hackathon with the mentor project Uh, the idea came through because I noticed that the hackathon gives an idea to the kids, especially the young kids, to work together and in different places, you know, because now that we are in the virtuality, yes, during the pandemic, that gave us an idea to connect people from different parts of the world to work together. Imagine that in my case, I am a science teacher in Argentina. We have people from New York, from California here, and all are in the same room chatting today, thanks to the technology. So why we cannot use this technology to improve the people all together and work together in solve problems, you know, with people that give their time, their efforts to, to, to help teenagers to solve ideas that they are incredible sometimes, the resolutions and the ideas that they found. And as I said before, we have Sam here that is a winner of the third hackathon of the Mentor Project. Yes.
2: Congratulations.
4: So uh, Sam is a teenager that lives close to New York, if I am not wrong, in USA. And he made a fantastic work with an actual topic that introduces international, I, be- I believe that in artificial intelligence and more data to prevent certain kind of uh, problems that happen in the schools nowadays. Yes, but I believe that the idea is fantastic. So I'm going to give you the Sam the opportunity to introduce a little bit himself and explain a little bit about his idea.
1: So, you know, I'm just wondering, this is great. Thank you, Javier. Sam, maybe you can start with how did you find out about the Mentor Projects and the Hackathon and, and maybe start from from that place?
3: Certainly. Thank you. Uh, I found out I'm currently a junior in high school. I found out when I was a 10th grader, middle of 10th grade, from a current, at the time, a current mentee of the Mentor Project, a couple mentors, and I was I met him via my school and I saw what he could do with it and i asked him a lot of questions and he introduced me to the project and i contacted the head of the project and a couple mentors and i was able to converse with them about certain ideas and that followed with the hackathon this mentee showed me uh what the hackathon is uh, how it works and um he he actually won one a couple years ago and he was able to share his experience with me
1: wow that's great so now tell us about your idea
3: uh, as Javier said, it um, has something to do with artificial intelligence. That's something before the hackathon I was very interested in. And I knew with this hackathon I could apply my knowledge and really delve into what artificial intelligence is and how I can apply it to the real world. And I, I knew as a high schooler the, the dangers of a, a lack of security or a lack of a police force that could potentially help you in a certain situation. And I realized that I wanted to apply that with... With preventing those type, those type of uh, tragedies that could happen in a school, and and I uh, also applied that to an app, and I was able and I was able to come up with a I guess kind of a unique idea to help prevent that in the future.
1: Wow! Well, and
2: I'm, I'm going to jump in, Susan, because please. you know one thing that when we were reviewing your your idea because that's and Javier would explain how the hackathon works because it's there's a presentation there is a review and then a, a way to improve one thing that we noticed was there was more about mitigating the effect of this problem than than really preventing right like preventing that it escalate and unfortunately we're going to go in more detail but Unfortunately, we see these too many times in the in the news. But we did love very much how you made it. I'm gonna say I, I work with technology and cybersecurity a lot, so I I think you made something that already exists in different places, and you kind of put it together and you made it in a very simple, understandable way. So, um, prop to to that. And and maybe you want to summarize what your uh, solution was for this mitigation of shootings in schools, which is a very, very, very relevant problem.
3: Certainly. Uh, As you said, uh, I definitely did not invent facial recognition or artificial intelligence, (laughs) but I was able to innovate with it. And uh, I was able to add uh, a certain user interface for people specifically. I geared it towards police force because they have the responsibility to Take care of certain situations, and I was and I was able to uh, come up with an app idea that could that they could they, they could use to understand uh, and to know a an intruder's location and and the facial recognition and the artificial intelligence would recognize that this person was an intruder to make sure that you're not trying to stop the wrong person you want to stop the right person so they don't attack anyone and knowing the location of a of an intruder allows teachers and other faculty to steer clear of them and to make sure that the students are safe. Because if you don't know where a very dangerous person is, you have very little control in the situation. The app doesn't give them full control, but gives them a lot more than they would have. And it gives them a little more control in the situation to where they could keep people safe.
1: So, so Sam, this is the first time actually I'm hearing about the specifics of it. So I really know nothing, unlike Marco and Javier. So if I could be like a listener, too. Um, and let me see if I'm understanding correctly, because this is, and I'm not in the field of technology or security and, and all that. But what, what it sounds like you did was take, if I'm understanding correctly, the technology of facial recognition and a GPS to identify a location and then make it an app. So that like schools would be able to like school security people would have this app and cameras would be around the school and then it would feed into that app. Is that what I'm understanding? Is that correct? Yes,
3: that is correct.
1: Wow, very impressive. That is that is great. And so can you how like during the hackathon, how did you use the mentors and the hackathon to help you with this idea?
3: Good question. I utilized uh, one or two specific ones because they showed that they knew these specific skills. Some were lawyers, some were specifically programmers. So I went to a specific uh, programmer and he was able to dig into certain perspectives, as this podcast is actually called, of of the situation because... Uh, as a teenager, I don't know every single problem in the entire world. So, I talked to someone a little more experienced and he was able to pick out certain, I wouldn't say problems with my idea, but certain things on which I can expand on. At first, it was a little too restricted and I was I was able to broaden my idea and and add add a couple more features that that allowed to to help mitigate actually more school intrusions. Along with public speaking with my pitch
1: Wow, very impressive.
2: Very cool. And I think we'll get into the detail of that later because I being a, a judge I was part of uh, of the first round and the second round. So I have some comments about it. But Javier, tell us a little bit about how at the beginning of every hackathon you choose what the direction of This particular, that particular hackathon is going to be. I mean, the meaning of the theme, in the meaning of what is relevant around the world, and how how the participant can help us with that.
4: Well, uh, the first idea is I am not alone. There are a lot of team behind me of mentors and college students that help with all the organization. Yes, Uh, and we take in account the problems that arise in the horizons for a moment more or less or the year that is going to run the hackathon, you know. Uh, the last one, not this one, the year before, we're running about the mask and how to fix the mask better. You know, this year we return to the classic categories, but every single year we are trying to change the categories, change the problems, change the situations for adjust just for a war that is changing every single day. Yes. So the the categories are uh, create your own challenge. When you have a challenge that you not fix in any of the categories that we have for that year, yes. Uh, then you can submit to a category. You know, according what space, arts, public health. Yeah. They are rotating the categories according what happened in the war. No, and all the the kids. Yes, or the teenagers and they want to be involved in the hackathon. there are a registration form that they can complete in the web page of the mentor project. Yes, in the slide of the hackathon, and we ask simple information. They submit what category they like it, and with that you are in the project, directly in the hackathon. Yes. That's in a way that's worked the
2: inscription. very good. And uh, Sam, I mean, I'm'm sure Susan has a ton of questions, but I would like to know a little bit more about you, like apart from the we dive right into the project, but what are your passion, what 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 you are into, and maybe even why and why were you oriented in in picking this topic? I mean, I think I know the answer, but I'd like to hear it from. You. From somebody that lives that probably every every day, but let's let's start with you. What do you like to do? What are your passion? What are you studying?
3: Sure, uh, thank you for asking. I like when I am able to share this. Uh, spe- spe- specifically, artificial intelligence. I think it's very fascinating. I think it's the. I think it's a very bright future for technology. I got into computers in, uh, when I was in middle school, and I didn't really know what encompassed them, but as I as I went through high school and the end of middle school, I was able to really understand their applications to a certain extent. Uh, and I was able to, with the hackathon, apply everything I've been able to learn over the past five years and really apply it and make a, an interesting idea. Uh, that uh, very, I'm a very big STEM person, just science, technology, engineering, math. Like I like computers and artificial intelligence, but I like a lot of other things. I like physics, I like math. I like aerospace engineering, mechanical engineering. It's very broad, and it's really hard to really focus on that. Like focus on computers, because if I'm focusing on one thing, it's hard to really focus on something else. Got to compromise with that. But I I think I'll be able to uh, dip dip my dip my toes into other other subjects later. I don't think you really have to give up everything if you want to do something.
1: It sounds like you were introduced, uh, as you said, in middle school into artificial intelligence and computers, and then you said you're a 10th grader. So I'm wondering, how was the experience with the mentors different than, like, what did that opportunity give you? What was it like to actually work with a mentor? What was that experience like?
3: It's a very good question, because I these people that I'm meeting with are very, very influential people. They've done a lot in the, in their in their long careers, no matter what no matter where they were in the world. And I was able to it's like talking to a celebrity. It was inc- it was really it was really it was really incredible. I like, <laughs> these these people are some of the brightest, some of the most accomplished people. And when you get when you get to sit down and talk with them in such an informal way, I like kinda right now I'm in my room. I'm not I didn't get dressed up in a tie or anything. We we were able to talk talk as if we were just having a cup of coffee it was so it was so general and I was very comfortable like I wouldn't I wouldn't shake I wouldn't shake there and like is this a stupid question I was like I'm really wondering about this and they answered it in the fullest they they didn't hold anything back they really wanted me to understand what I was talking about and it was it's a true pleasure to talk to those people and I'm very fortunate to have found the mentor project and I've talked with other mentors before and it's it's quite an incredible experience
1: you know I'm smiling because Um, I don't know if you know this, but that's exactly how Marco describes this world in terms of podcasting. And this is what he talks about, how it's about like he feels like it's having a cup of coffee with someone. And that's right. And, you know, um, before you guys came on and we were Marco and I were talking and I was thinking about from like my 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 uh, adolescent self, wondering from that perspective, what would have been what would it have been like for me to be able to talk like, to the celebrities of uh, interest that I had. And that's just amazing that you had that experience. And you know, you you bring up so many interesting um, things that I think that mentees can really learn from. you know, when I think of other like high school kids and middle school kids, what they can learn from, because you were able to talk to your friend, be interested. And then you reached out to the mentor project and you weren't afraid to do that. And like, it sounds like it didn't sound too overwhelming. It wasn't like, uh, you know, too out of your reach. Like you were able to say, okay, I'm just going to get involved and ask questions. And so what would you want to tell like some of the either middle schoolers or high schoolers or really even adults listening who might actually be afraid to reach out to people or feel shy about that because you were able to embrace it so what would you want to tell tell the audience on that
3: that's a good question because i've very much thought about that before not everyone may want to talk to these people due to being shy or maybe a little like very nervous uh i understand that however i think if you're really passionate about something and you really want to learn about it and you want to go to these people they're very i feel like i hope at least very few will say actually will say no to it like no i don't want to help you unless they're Get, they're super busy or anything but they could always schedule something else but they a lot of these people want to spread their knowledge it's it's very unfortunate if anyone wants to uh, restrict their knowledge to the world i think they anyone anyone can really hold very valuable knowledge and they can if they can spread that to as you said like a high schooler or even an adult i i think that it would be very very interesting situation if they actually said no i think they really want to help you and they and they really want to Give you success because th- they probably had that too. I really, it's really hard to go off just raw information and not ask ask any help. That's I feel like that's a very wrong way to do it. I think you can be very successful and you could still always ask help from someone. There's no shame that's- in doing that.
1: That's great. Marco, it looks like you have a question or a, something you
2: want to say. No, I, wa- I want to give uh, give the ball, and it's not just because there's the World Cup, but I want to give the ball to Javier so he, right. he, he can play with it. I, I, I'm sure you have so much to add to this.
4: No, yeah, for sure, uh, Marco and Susan. And Sam, before th- something very important, he mentioned that he was grateful to be involved with the mentors and chat with them and share the knowledge with them and how open they was. And you know that it's something that hackathon after hackathon is repeated with all the participants, no matter if they win or not the hackathon, they have the same feeling. They cannot believe the background of the mentors and how they are so open and share the knowledge with uh, them during a weekend or two, and then sometimes continue working in the idea after the after the hackathon, you know, because they continue chatting or email or anything like that. And we have uh, uh, mentees that they obtain patents after this because they continue working with the mentor project and they have pending, you know, and all that. So it's very powerful that you said some, and I hope you don't lost the contact with the, the mentors and try to continue growing your idea and maybe we have another patent. You, with your name on it. That is going to be great. Like the gold or not.
2: Well, that would be great. And I, I, I wish Deborah, which for those that don't know her and, and that haven't listened to the prior podcast that we recorded with, with Susan, she is the founder of The Mentor Project. Which we are launching a, a lab for innovation, which is actually going to be focused exactly on this, on how to patent idea, how to share ideas, and how to be able to find the right resources. Because I think the history of technology is full of ideas that unfortunately, even if they were really good, they maybe they didn't find uh, the commercial value. And sometimes the, the less good idea uh, the technology prevail. On, on what the one that technically was better because ultimately you need, uh, you need the money, you need the network, you need the connection, and you need to be able to present these ideas. And that brings me back to one of the goals for, for the hackathon is not only how good your idea is, but how are you able to present it in a very short video in a short document. So I would love to hear your experience in that because maybe even add to, if you have learned something from this experience, what, what was it? The, was it like an improvement in the way you talk, an improvement in the way you write? How useful was this experience for you?
3: I'd say it was extremely useful, extremely helpful. Uh, as you said, uh, my writing skills, my speaking skills, I think they've all improved a little bit, especially my speaking skills. My writing, uh, it was fine, but definitely with certain ideas. Uh, never written. We had to write a, write a white paper, just like a basically a paper about your product. And I've never done that before, so definitely needed help on that. But I've always had um, a little trouble with public speaking, so i has been a little nervous, uh, kind of drawn some anxiety just because it's in front of a lot of people. But uh, <laughs> I was able to, my first one was a little shaky because I didn't really know what what I was doing. I never really made one of those before. I did a lot of new things with this hackathon. But the second time I talked with uh, a couple mentors and, and a couple mentees and I was able to really improve. And I was able to show show I was able to show more, not to, not just tell more. It's, I feel like it's a little boring if you just sit there and talk. It's, it can be a little monotone, but if you if you show what you're working on, if you really demonstrate the the technical detail of everything, I think it makes a little a little more interesting and a little more uh, attention grabbing. And I I learned I learned that through through this mentor project, through this hackathon, and I'm definitely going to apply it in any future project because I think that's a very key aspect to being successful.
1: Well, I'm sure our listening audience will agree that you are doing fantastic at public speaking right now. And you can probably go on to mentor a lot of not only students, but adults, because that is a very common thing is anxiety with public speaking. And you've mastered it. So you're doing a beautiful job right now. Thank you. Javier. I think you wanted to bring something else. Uh, You had a question or a comment?
4: No, yes, the, and also comments that uh, we realize that this is the idea why we make two presentations, you know, because the first one is like um, a, a training, you know, for them to prepare a presentation, selling the idea during the hackathon. And the second time is the one that defines the winner. Yes, but that is the point that they learn how to prepare a presentation. They can have adjust the mistakes and the problems that they can have. And also lost the fear, you know, because in general, in all the traditional hackathons, you have 24 or 48 hours for prepare your idea. You have only one time to one bullet to make your presentation. And if that bullet is missing the, the target, you lost. And you never, have sometimes, in general, you never have an idea of why you lost, you know. And you never have a feedback sometimes from the judges according with the amount of group that they are and all that. So in the hackathons that we are in the mentor project, every single group have mentors during the first weekend. They have a feedback from the judges at the second weekend, and they have a second weekend to prepare a new presentation. And they have in the middle of the week or the weekend after, you know, the the award ceremony and they receive the winner of the event. And in all this process, we evaluate how they improve the presentation, how they follow the, the feedback from the judges and how they follow the comments of the mentors you know, to obtain a final solution. So that is the thing that made completely different to one hackathon this hackathon to the rest, you know? And we realized that this is very important for all the teenagers that participate in the events, you know, this opportunity to have the mistake, rebuild it, you know, and present again. That gave them some, a lot of confidence And also giving the opportunity to be better, you know, the next time.
1: So I'm hearing so many different lessons and opportunities that everybody who participates in the hackathon gets. So what you're, you know, I'm hearing not only uh, is the technical issue that students are having the ability to explore and learn from mentors in terms of their specific ideas and interests, but they're also getting the chance to work with people. I know that in the hackathons, they work with other kids from around the world, other students, and they're also having the opportunity to practice, as Sam was saying, public speaking. I mean, there's so many valuable uh, learning opportunities for students to get. And and it's really uh, a great opportunity for people to get the opportunity to to be able to not just do it in one weekend, but to get feedback and go in and do the work and make improvements because that's what happens in real life, right? We don't just do something once. It's about that process of working on something and improving it and making it better and learning actually how to take feedback because that's a lesson in and of itself that people don't learn. Um, You know, lots of people sometimes get defensive when they're getting constructive criticism. So there's so many things and opportunities that the hackathon offers Javier it's really a wonderful thing that you've developed and that you continue to do
2: and that's what to add it's exactly what the mentor project is about and if we were yeah. just asking this is not a competition right I mean they got to there has to be a winner but at the beginning we also said they're all going to be winners because they all give their time and they all improve and and honestly, the idea, of my opinion, Sam, and, and maybe we can talk a little bit even more about it, is feasible, on my opinion, based on my experience. It's, it's uh, simple enough that you could explain it very much better the second time. Your improvement from the first presentation to the second was fantastic. I, I couldn't believe it. And then when you told me, I don't remember. No, somebody told me that you work with Ali for that. I'm like. Oh, okay. I see why. Because Ali is a great, great uh, teacher for speaking and mentor, and uh, and you took it. You took it wonderfully, and even now, you, I agree with Susan. You're 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 being great in this in in this presentation. So enough about you. Let's talk about you. Tell us where would you like this uh, idea. To go and does this um, inspire you to come up with even more ideas and see if uh, commercially they could be value?
3: Uh, thank you. That's a, that's a good question. I've been trying to, I've been reaching out to more mentors, uh, specifically with AI and basic coding, to try and put this into, into reality. Uh, I really, I really want to, I think it's going to take a long time, but I think I could really do something with this I uh, there's multiple aspects to it you gotta work on that uh, I really I really hope that I, I could do something with it one day I this that de- definitely does inspire me to to uh, do more do more projects I I love what I'm able to do with this even just thinking about it like I've, I have a notebook full of full of ideas that I that I want to do may not get to all of them but I can get, definitely get to some of them and I think it's very important that I keep going with that I, I don't plan on quitting that anytime soon
1: I'm sure you get this question a lot, but I can't resist because you are interested in so many different things. but like, what's your dream about some of the things that you'd love to do when you're out there after college? like what's some of the projects that you'd love to explore professionally?
3: Uh, that's a very good question. I've been asking myself that question for a long time. Uh, after college i I definitely want to do something that definitely want to do something with technology. I think uh, I've been looking. Uh, like how to do a startup after college I, I've looked at startups everywhere they, they look it looks like I wouldn't say fun it looks like a lot of hard work but I think it's fun for fun uh for people who really enjoy doing what they what it is I don't think you would go into that if you didn't like the subject that 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 wouldn't be good but I think if you I, I like the aspect of you know you're working hard for an idea that's not just be- gonna benefit you but gonna benefit a lot of other people if it if it can get to that scale uh, I think AI is Very much in the perspective of my of my future, and AI spans a lot of different areas. uh, machine learning is a subset of AI, which is machine learning was is then in turn a subset of data science. There's so many alleys I could go to without having to give up anything with my interests, and I think that's something that I want to stick to, and I plan on sticking to.
2: So my my dogs wanted to know. uh, (laughs) So. I'm going to ask you this question because I'm curious. I, I talk to a lot of people about artificial intelligence and bias and algorithms and how we're using technology nowadays. And I never get the opportunity to ask this to a young person like yourself. What's your feeling about artificial intelligence? Is it like all positive and and exciting? It, does it scares you a little bit? Do you think that from an ethic perspective, there is a long way to go? I mean, i am throwing you some hints here, but. How do you feel about artificial intelligence is it like all oh, flowers and smiles or does it worry you a little bit
3: Uh that's a good question since that's that's definitely definitely not the first one to ask that uh, in any <laughs> in any AI movie you've seen but um definitely uh I it, it AI excites me a lot I know that I I think it'd be a little ignorant just to go in and not think there's any reservations with it I think people do have to be careful I think they're like uh, goes into the wrong hands, or you do it in a certain way. But I, th- I think that if we keep going with doing things for the good, g- doing things that can really benefit people, and not really steer into any dangerous alleys, I think we can do it. And I don't think that AI is like going to be super dangerous one day. I, I really think that, uh, such as myself and other people similar to me and older, younger. Can really do amazing things with it, and I'm very excited to see where it can come because it's only the beginning. We've done a lot of we've done a lot of advancements with it, but it's very much still it's still out there, still still growing.
1: You know, Javier, I said this to you. I think it was uh, last year, the year before, with one of the other hackathons, and I feel the same way here today talking with Sam. Is that it? Just gives me this feeling of such optimism for this generation and for feelings of the future. You know, there's so much right now in society where it's like, oh, negativity. But, you know, hearing Sam and his interest in what he's creating, it just is just so, it gives me just a great feeling for our future. And Sam, thank you so much for uh, for contributing and, and bringing your interest and your dedication. It's really just a wonderful thing to experience and see, really. And, and Javier, I'm just wondering, do you want to talk a little bit about um, what you have in store for the next uh, hackathon and how people can get in touch with the hackathon if they're actually interested in the next one.
4: Well, thank you, Susan. First, I'm going to say that SAMS, with all the things I like it and all that, is feeling like me when I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't have the ability to the ai because in that moment imagine i almost the next year going to be 50 years old so at that time it was in dampers you know uh, the ai but uh, it was incredible all the things you know the space the technology and all that i am i am a big fan of all that so i want to say that some that i feel like uh, I began to my adolescence with him or um, when I was a teenager. Thank you, Sam, for that uh, feedback, you know, or the shabu, It was excellent. Well, now your question, Susan, that you talking about. Okay, uh, and then here we're going to have a hackathon again. We're going to have the fourth edition this year. We don't have yet set the days of the hackathon, the categories, uh, or anything like that very similar. But soon we're going to start updating the web page of the mentor project with all this information. Uh, because as I said before, we are a team that build the hackathons. So we need to take care in account the countries that they are involved, the holidays, and all that because not all the countries have the same national holidays. Yes, uh, for example, uh, the, this one that we have in this year, we have in Argentina, a lot of weekends, Mother's Day, and I don't know what other things in the middle that made a lot of people, you know, uh, uh, not be, they want to participate when, when they realize the dates they're all involved because of it, so we need to take care of the calendar. But yes, we're going to have a four edition of the Hackathon, yes, next year. Uh, very similar to the one Sam was involved. This means mentors, a first presentation, a second one for uh, announce the winner in the middle of feedback from the judges to improve the presentation. You know, with great mentors, you know that Marco said, Ali that is a genius with the speaking part. Every time that you hear uh, him, you are like, Wow you know, uh, all the time, no matter what he said, you said, wow, it's incredible. Yes, and a lot of mentors in every single field that they are experts and they are very clear when they explain the problems, the ideas, the solutions that you can try to test, you know, because in a hackathon, the mentors never, never are going to give you the correct answer. going to give you, yes, like, a bubble, you know, the the idea where you come to go, but you are the one that's going to decide what are the routes that you're going to take with your solution, you know? So, uh, but this is the idea. You have to build your own path through the hackathons. The mentors are going to give you some ideas, you know, help, helping with understanding the problems, what they expect, the chances from you, you know, but at the end, you are going to build your own path.
1: Great. I, I would, Marco, I just have one more question for Sam. I know we're coming to the end of this, uh, this time together. So Sam, is there anything that we haven't asked you yet or tapped into that you would like to share either about your project, the experience with the Mentor Project or the Hackathon or anything else that you'd really like to add?
3: Uh, No, I think you guys touched on a lot. You guys asked very good questions, uh, stuff that I really wanted to talk about. Definitely want to talk about my project. Uh, My personal life asked all that. Uh, I don't think I don't have have anything else that I really want to talk about unless you guys do. Uh, Your your questions have been great. I've been a pleasure answering all of them.
1: Well, we hope that you will come back again. And I, I see mentoring in your future for the hackathon as well and who knows maybe marco even a podcast he can you know he's uh sam's such a great speaker that i think that we can we we might invite you not just might but i'm thinking for you to be on a podcast and maybe you can ask some questions of either mentors or or mentees and um yeah
2: look perspectives this is all what it's about and for me Most of my conversation are in between society, technology, artificial intelligence, and cybersecurity. So there's always, where are we looking at the problem? Or not just the problem, even a perfect solution, but there's always the different point of view, right? And I was very excited to ask you the question about artificial intelligence. And I would like, actually, I'm going to come up with an idea right now, Susan, to have a panel with Sam and some other uh, young people his age and and really talk about the way they perceive technology. Like I'm a generation oh. X. I've started without technology. I mean, not the digital technology, you know, the vinyl and all that kind of stuff or the old radio. But then I, you know, I was able to migrate in understanding all that is coming up. But I feel like the native people, the one that grew up with the smartphone, with this, you know, already with this talk and all this digital technology, I, would, I really want to hear their perspective on what we discuss because we have a bad tendency to make decisions for the younger generation, thinking that we know what they what they want. And I think that we need to listen to them. So why not doing it on a podcast or on a panel?
1: Marco, I love the idea. Absolutely a panel. And I'll date myself here. Sam, this should make you laugh. But when I was in college and learning computers, literally, I took computer as my foreign language. No joke. <laughs> that's, how, that's how computers were back back in my early days. It literally fulfilled the requirement for a foreign language so i love which is idea.
2: by the way it right. is right for, for us
1: it's a foreign language for you it's just a natural language right so That's i love basic. that idea marco and i'm looking forward to and then maybe even after that first one we get the multi besides us we get a multi-generations and have people from each generation yes and talk about the different perspective and how they see uh a technology and all of this this is great exciting yay
2: Absolutely. I say we give another couple of minutes to Javier to make, it make maybe make a pitch for what's coming up and how people can get in touch with you and your vision, and uh, and then we're going to close it up.
4: Okay, thank you very much. Uh, for all the ones that want to be in touch with me about the hackathons, the organization, and all that, I can leave with you the webpage of the mentor project that's going to appear below, yes, and also I can give you my, my email, that is shayfrancario yes, at mentorproject.org, yes, that also is going to be in the credits, or, I don't know, which part of the, of the podcast, or the video podcast, it's going to be, but that's, in that two ways, the people can contact with me, and the mentor project,
1: Yeah, and just to add, in case they don't know the spelling, you can go to mentorproject.org, and you are listed there, and they can get in touch with you through the mentorproject.org. Mentorproject.org, and just look for Javier or Ask a Mentor, and you can certainly get in touch with you there as well.
4: Yes, thank you very much.
2: Well, I want to thank everybody for this. Sam, it was a pleasure hanging out with you either I had some tea here I don't know hopefully you're drinking something uh, warm (laughs) as well to keep you warm there and uh yeah we're looking forward to have you back and Javier always a pleasure uh fellow mentor and uh we, we gotta remember that we learn from each other we just can't know everything and and Sam as you were excited to talk to people that you said celebrity i mean i i feel that way every time i i talk to this other i mean i talk with people being in space and it's just blow my mind so thank you very much susan pleasure yeah as usual. great
1: thank you thank you marco and thank you sam and javier this is a great this has been great i'm looking forward to future hackathons as well as sam i'm looking forward to seeing you on the panel and uh, another we did another episode of perspective
2: There you go. Bye, everybody. Thank you.
1: Take care.
0: Thank you for listening. This show was brought to you by The Mentor Project. If you enjoyed this segment, there are many ways to thank us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast, making a tax-deductible donation, or becoming directly involved. Subscribe to this podcast and visit us at www.mentorproject.org to learn more. Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSPMAG24.